everybody, welcome to the 72nd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just want to remind you all, bands on this episode were decided entirely by our Patreon supporters, so go check that out if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits, like access to our exclusive Discord community, early access to video content, and much more. Also, uh, the results for our very first reader poll are in, so go check that out at mathcoreindex.com to see the full results. I also recently did a chat with our buddy uh, David over at Zegama Beach, so if you want to go check out that interview, that's also up. And I also did an award show with Chris at the Cast That Ends Creation, the first annual Mathies. And of course, we're going to get into our full year-end lists at the end of this episode. So stick around for that. Now you have to listen to the full episode. That's the, that's the trick. We make you go through all this shit to get to that. Don't you dare skip ahead. I'll know. We've always preached about putting in the work here at Mathcast. <laughs> always said. That's what, it, it, yeah, exactly. It's on the wall right next to my, my desk here. It says, we put it's in really the work. Weird. In those wooden letters you carved? I know, it's odd. <laughs> it's fucking it's intense. Next to my live, laugh. Love. Yeah, love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yo, what kind of tea? What kind of tea are you drinking over there? Uh, Darjeeling. All right, cool. Just had a check. I just finished off some gunpowder green uh, tea, so. Robert, I don't know if it's Matthews as in the pluralization or Matthews as in the possessive. Either are stupid, so Ooh, I think it good. doesn't matter. <laughs> it's honestly, well, it's, it's it's honestly a little embarrassing, but uh, you know. Well, next year when we print the gold plates and shit for the awards, we're gonna have to, you know, find out. A, gotta, you know, have the gold plates. gotta have <laughs> yeah, the gold gotta have plates. plates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, you have to have. That's how you know it's expensive. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Man. So let's go ahead and talk about some bands then. So the uh, first band we're going to talk about is Black Midi. Black Midi are an experimental rock ensemble from London, UK. And they just released their new album, well, not just released, they released their album Cavalcade on May 28th via Rough Trade Records. And again, Mm -hmm. going back on a number of these bands, because again, they're Patreon selected, so we may be reaching back to stuff that is not exactly current on this one. So I would describe their sound as a combination of like prog, math rock, post-punk, no-wave, jazz fusion. I mean, this is like some of like the most genre-defying shit I've heard in a long time. The shit is different. You just took a handful of darts and just threw it at a genre board. Because, I mean, <laughs> literally, this is what you could be do here. And it could all be debatable, like, what you view this band as. Christian, what is the, uh, I believe, Japanese band I'm, I'm thinking of? Uh, that uh, oh wow this, uh, I love how you I love how your mind goes immediately that very, very astute of you because that's like one of my primary comparisons what Levi's talking about is uh, Tetsuya Yoshida's project Koyinji Hayakai uh, with those Koyinji over Hayakai. Yeah, thank you so much I think <sighs> that you're you're drawing that comparison just due to the fact there's a lot of overblown horns and sort of a semi improvisational feeling to this album. Yes, and also there is a slight animation, uh, I would describe it as, in the vocals, where the vocals are up and down, you know, they themselves are, uh, I mean, it's There's not a like lot to say about the vocals, like, I think. Yeah, it's not like in death metal where, like, the growl, it's like, you can't hear the lyrics, but you hear the growling, and that's kind of like an instrument itself. The, this These vocal stylings, it's very, like, uh, Zappa-esque or something <laughs> like that, or like a, like a Les Claypool. Les Claypool, for like, sure. You know, uh, um, uh, that's A lot that's of the spoken word type vocalists really yeah. come to mind. This uh, I I do want to jump in uh, and just say Please. this uh, this album was completely uh, so uh, Christian sends me the list 
of bands that we're going to cover. And I generally do just go down the list, boom, 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 as we go, because that's usually how we read them off uh, on the on the episode. It's almost like a script, I guess. But um, Black Midi, I ended up waiting till the end. I don't know why I put it off, but holy fuck, what a fun album to put towards the end because it was just so uh such a i don't even know where i was it was like i, I left this earth for a little bit like it, it was such a it was such a ride very engaging uh i really enjoyed it i will definitely come back to this with a fucking fatty rolled and just to kind of chill and and or also yeah just i don't know man uh, i need to spend more time with this record i didn't i don't think uh i didn't know about it until we got the list you know and it came out a, a while ago for and sure. i should have been i should have been hanging out with this thing this summer man we should have been getting along exactly we should and getting down to this because there, yeah, exactly. I hear what you're exactly. saying too. There's just so much to this album, and you can really only scratch the surface with something this challenging on yeah. like the first listen. Like I think with any challenging piece of music, it takes like many consecutive or subsequent listens to like really sort of like train your palate and develop a you know a uh, appreciation for what the artist is trying to do potentially. Mm-hmm. And, and this I is one of those cases. Yeah. And I think just us being friends, you you've you've trained my brain a little bit to accept this band literally because <laughs> of that of that band we spoke of before. And I'm not going to repeat it because yeah, thank you. Uh, just due to the fact that uh, yeah, I, I I mean that that is a is a uh, challenging uh, release that one that you uh, have on vinyl. It sure uh, is, but man, does does it grow on you? It's like you hear it and you know yes. there's something there, so it, your curiosity yeah. grows and you keep going back. This is the exact same thing that happened to me the first time I heard the Dillinger Escape Plan calculating infinity and the same thing that happened to me when I heard Anger Shishpa. So yeah, I, I definitely I, I agree with what you're saying there for sure. Yep. It's something that just really yep. draws you in because it's so challenging. Yep, yep. And yeah, and there's something so rewarding about it too when you finally unlock that enjoyment. This feels like an aha it, moment. This, this, I mean, uh, all, all good music brings a smile to my face, but this album literally just brought a smile to my face just in uh, what the, the production was and everything. So well done. Yeah. Well done, Black Midi. Definitely this is, this my is eyes out. For sure. This is one of the, every caliber, excuse me, every performer on this project is of the highest caliber. It's definitely one of the best albums of the year. And to kind of circle back and sort of reiterate what you were just saying, vocally, I think it really recalls Soul coughing to daughters to Les Claypool, and then instrumentally like King Crimson to Grizzly Bear to Radiohead to No Wave to Zool. It's like just mm-hmm. so fucking all over the goddamn place. There's, there's so many, such a variety of influences. I also read somewhere that the guitarist, his his parents made him listen to like a lot of Stravinsky growing up, and you can really see, I suppose, in some way how that uh, affects his writing style. Because I listened to a lot of Stravinsky too when I, when I was younger and. and yeah, it definitely, it, it sort of uh, changes the way you look at music, Stravinsky. That is something uh, out of all, things that your that parents can force on you. I'm glad, but it's interesting if your parents would have forced something on you, you know? like or Maybe not forced. Maybe maybe he just, they were like listening made, to or it. Or maybe influence or something like that. But it, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it'd be kind of funny if it's like, no, no, no. We're fucking you're going to listen to Rite of Spring, young man. And you're going <laughs> to yeah, like exactly. it. Exactly. Um, well, uh, yeah. So I, I do want to say, uh, uh, just try, I mean, to, for favorite tracks, uh, it's, it's pretty all over the place here. Wow. So many incredible moments on this album. It's hard to pick one. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is basically me throwing a dart, uh, at the album, uh, listing here. Uh, I would just say diamond stuff was one I really enjoyed a lot. Um, but that's once once again, again, a typical Levi selection. 
something that I had no <laughs> notes on. What do you What do you like about that song in particular? Remind me. I got that. no notes. That's the thing. I fucking I p- just picked one, and this one just kind of I, I felt I, I listened to the album three times, and I felt like this one was more engaging to my ears. I that guess was one that stuck uh, out to you my attention more. Uh, but that's basically it. It just uh, I I I basically knew I was at track three, so that kind of told me something. Because once again, I just did not have enough time with this album. Uh, we should have been kicking it for a while. So uh, I, I you know we can. We can go back later on and do a retrospective on this on this uh, on this specific release, but uh, I enjoyed it a lot. So I just say uh, Diamond Stuff for our favorite track. Cool. What track what, is uh, that? What, yeah. oh, fuck, fuck, bud. I think it's track two or three. I don't know. Um, I gotta. I didn't write that down this time. I'm sorry. Pause. Hold. Pause. Hold. It's track five. That's track so funny. Five. Yeah, I didn't take any notes on that song, but. I mean, to, to, I'll just go ahead and give you some of the, the tracks that I enjoyed. Obviously, track one is is pretty interesting. The way it opens up with that kind of, uh, you know, that staccato salvo, and then that riff that comes afterwards, you know, is so interesting and kind of like stuttering. It's actually in four four, but they sort of like trick you into thinking that it's an odd time. But you can actually count that shit in four. It just has got like a, ah. a, it's got a hitch in the gate that kind of like makes it, you know, makes it stutter or trip. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the hitch in the gate, I think, is what they call yep. that. You know, that that riff and the way that it ends on the, the the fourth iteration of it. Yeah, really, really interesting. Loving, loving the phrasing in that song. And then it's kind of like at the end, it starts doing that like speed up thing. You know, kind of an accelerando gets faster and faster and faster. Man, so fucking good. I really liked um, track three. Was pretty good to Crondo Malicia Patella. I like track slow, uh, track four slow. The the riffs on that really reminded me of King Crimson. That one as well reminded me of King, uh, King Crimson. Absolutely. I'm surprised that you didn't note track six dethroned because that really had strong minus the ver vibes, which is something that we've really bonded on previously. You know, just based upon that, the fast delay on the guitars. You know what I'm saying? Man, I was trying to give you every all a pretty good heads up earlier that I I just kind of didn't have that the time one, for this for one. Sure, yeah, you gotta. Yep. Get Definitely off go ass, back Christian. and listen to this okay, album. No. <laughs> it's so fucking oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Track seven is really good too. Hogwash and Balderdash. Uh, the spoken word ver- uh, verses very, very good. Uh, punctuated with like diminished chords and overblown horns. That's where I was getting the Koenji Hayakai vibes like uh, big time. And then uh, ascending fourths. What a, what a sublime and self aware way to end this album, man. Like I, I love how they fully acknowledge the broad appeal of that very musical device that propels the song itself and absolutely sublime vocal performance as well. Loving, loving the classic, uh, classical cadence on the end of the album too. Damn. Well said. They close it out like a a classical album, basically a classical album, (laughs) like a symphony rather. (laughs) One of them, one of them classical (laughs) albums. Classicals. Yeah. Yeah. One of those classicals. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I hear you. You sold, you sold tickets bumpkin. for one of those things for a long time, man, for sure, for sure. Mathcore Index. <laughs> Classical albums. <laughs> you know, like Hotel California. I'm not, is that actually, a, is that even the name of the album? I don't even know if that's the name of the album that that song is on. Man, fuck the Eagles. I'm not fucking, I don't know, dude. I hate the fucking Eagles, man. <laughs> so I think we should give them track one. I feel like track one is kind of... I don't know. I feel like that's the podcast oh, song, basically. Hey, well, yeah, let's let's just uh, let's uh, give them the, give them a t- little little taste, you know. First taste is free. See what but, the, if they even bite on it, you know. Yeah, truly, you could just pick any song in this album, and it's you know they're all compelling equally. So we'll go ahead and give you John L, which is track one from Black Midi's new album Cavalcade, and that came out on May twenty eighth of twenty twenty one.
And you need to know that because it's now 2022. Here we go. <laughs>
That was a scene on Main Street when John 50 came to town. Yes, that was a scene on Main Street when John 50 came to town. All right, so that was John L., which is track one from Black Midi's new album, Cavalcade, and that came out on May 28th. Shit. Fucking banger, too. Really, really love that album. Indeed. So the next band we're going to talk about is Cara Nier. Cara Nier are a blackened grindcore duo from Dallas, Texas. Uh, of course, blackened grindcore doesn't really begin to sum it up. But uh, first of all, I just want to say they have a staggering amount of material. They've been around since like 2009, 2008, maybe. Uh, I discovered mm-hmm. them in 2012 with Sublimation Therapy. And since then, they've basically become one of the most prolific bands in grind uh, and black metal adjacent music, sort of. I mean, they released a double LP their first year, and they put out an LP a year since then with like countless splits and singles. And this year alone, they've released two full lengths along with a video game that has its own soundtrack. So they're really, really, really busy. It's, it's uh, yeah, uh, they don't get enough attention. It's fucking absurd when you really break it down like that and list it everything. It's amazing. Yeah, there's, uh, there's this, so much to bite into. What's even more amazing is uh, this album. And uh, comparing to all the other uh, works they've done, um, I feel like this is probably one of it is probably my favorite what they've done um this this is this was awesome it's definitely a different sound um the nintendo core kind of vibe was was all right you know that was it was good but i'm glad uh that's kind of dropped uh in this uh album for sure yeah i agree uh, this is so i'm glad they came back more to the grind core adjacent yeah, direction they, they do it, with they, this one they do it so fucking well man mm-hmm. they just do it so well you know they so do I, everything I, well I, I, uh, it's you know it's great that they got to take a break but still play uh, and do almost like a di- little bit of a different focus on a little different style but still stay in the grind uh, realm and For sure. uh, now they're back with this fucking fierce thing so I'm convinced that there isn't anything they can't pull off instrumentally speaking they, I mean there's they, they seem to be able just to do it all and do it all so well like everything they they put their hand to is just very very well executed. I mean, I actually took the time to listen to every single split EP and LP in their entire catalog. And I have to say, it's incredibly solid. Like, I wow. enjoyed most wow. every release, dude, is, is good. With the exception of the first album. And, uh, of course, I'm you know, me personally, I'm not going to be gravitating towards, like, the more black metal-informed material. But, man, the, especially the stuff that was more screamo-leaning really was super, super good. And there's, there's always, like, a tinge to black metal of, like, whatever they do, too. So... It's always like a dark it's, cloak. Yeah. Always sprinkled in there. I fucking love that shit. Uh, the the lyrics in this album, um, it's got a little bit of satire behind it. You know, I really enjoyed uh, the the lyrics specifically. Uh, really well oh, done. Yeah, uh, let me let me stop you right lyrics. there. So the album that we're speaking of is their new album, which they dropped on November nineteenth. Is called Pain Gel of Purification. And as uh, we're we're sort of getting into ahead of ourselves here, it's a bit of return oh. to form as it really recalls the more grindcore oriented material. So continue, Levi. I'm sorry. 
Yes. Uh, like the lyrics. What is he? Love the lyrics, especially this one. This is fucking good grind lyrics, man. Uh, the album art isn't it basically just a tub of fucking Vaseline? It looks like. What yeah, it's it, it's like a a container of of pain gel, presumably, as that is the name of they, the album. A purification. They, yes, they are giving you a friendly heads up to be ready because you're gonna be pummeled. You're gonna be fucking pummeled with this thing. So yeah, it's 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 great uh, album artwork and also just a cautionary uh, heads up that you're gonna be fucking destroyed. Um, this this album's great. So yeah. I didn't really read too far into the lyrics. I, I honestly rarely do unless the, the lyrics are like very discernible i mean i do like a cursory check to make sure the band is not like <laughs> problematic uh, as you should mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um you know to, to avoid covering them if that's the case but yeah i didn't really i didn't really pick up too much on the lyrics i will say that i, I really enjoy the vocal delivery though it, it's really really strong whoever's doing vocals on this particular album is, is doing a great job it seems to be like a rotating cast of vocalists but usually it's like i think it's just the same two people gary and uh, the second person's name escapes me. I should have had that written down. I'm a fucking rube. Yeah, they give me a graph or log. Chris Francis. Sometimes. I just uh, Chris Francis. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, they, they give me definitely a kind of a, a black lung uh, uh, graph or lock kind of vibe. Just the vocaling styling, just relentless back to fo- back and forth. You know, um, just uh, yeah. It, uh, um, fuck man, I really can't say enough about this. Uh, if I if I had my if I had my top ten this year of a grind album, this this motherfucker would be on there. Mandatory. Yeah, this is super good. So I the, just to reiterate the for our listeners, the two people involved in this project primarily are Chris Francis, who handles the vocals and lyrics on this album, and Gary Brents, who handles uh, the guitars, bass, drum programming, backing vocals, sampling, and production. <laughs> yeah, and they've just they've just been at it for so long. And I, I, the the sound is so complex too. It's such a genre defying mix of of black metal and grind and screamo and I mean, they even like they've, they've done stuff that's like shoegazy and sludge and doom even um like the middle of their album arc too i believe yeah they, they they are so fucking prolific it's like staggering i almost feel like they're influential in their own right because at the very least ahead of their time because i didn't really hear anything anyone doing anything like this previously like not prior to 2012 they were like the first band that i heard and i was like oh wow this is blackened grind or blackened screamo like i did not hear very many artists like doing this combination or at least not doing it so successfully so in that way i feel like they're kind of an earlier progenitor to like a lot of the blackened grind bands that sort of like started popping up you know in the last like five or six years i want to say I mean, you're going to, you're going to be, you know, your, your style is not only going to change, but, uh, get better, uh, and age. Well, you know, when you're, uh, making so much uh, music like that, you right. know, just like, it's like going to the fucking gym, man. They just keep fucking going, dialing they keep it going. in, they keep riding, dialing it in, switching it up, taking a breather, but what's the breather? Now we're doing a, this album, <laughs> doing you know? a Nintendo like, core album. Yeah. There's so yeah, much, there's so much here. Just like, mwah. if you need an artist just yeah. to lose yourself in Carnier has got so much to offer and I got to give him a massive fucking props for making their entire discography only $4.20 digital on Bandcamp. It's a steal. Go go do that. Yeah. Treat yourself. Yep. 420, baby. And, uh, yeah, so th- that's like 20-plus releases, by the way, between their various LPs, EPs, and singles. So it's a steal. Yeah, fill your fucking Bandcamp <laughs> with Carnier immediately. So there's a lot of good tracks on this album. I-, I had a really difficult time picking my favorite one. 
Uh, did I write one down? I would say yes, the, the beginning uh, of the album, like to like the middle, like about track eleven, is super strong though. Um, I I favored Beyond the Nar, um, and that is uh, it's uh, lyrics. That's 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 your that's what I'm going on this one. Once again, I enjoyed the satire and the lyrics. I enjoyed everything about What's it. What's it about? It was a. Uh, um, this song specifically. Um, I here wait. Let me, Please pull it up if you need to. Uh, keep in mind, I'm wrapping up my. Uh, uh, I wrapped up my best of today too, and so I kept writing. Uh, I wrote. Uh, I like the lyrics quite a bit, and I just gotta focus. Yeah. So uh, beyond uh, beyond the nar, uh, first off, it's a uh, track ten. Uh, so pretty far down to the album, uh, sixteen tracks. Yeah, that's deep into the track um, listing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ultimately, uh, this this uh, beyond the nar is ultimately just about censorship. Okay. Uh, just, just a blanket. Is, uh, you know, if you guys really fucking give a fuck that much, you guys can go. I'm not gonna actually read you guys the lyrics right now. Like, it's uh, a paragraph form. So yeah, it's all good. <laughs> One thing I, I just want to say about I love about Gary is he always posts pictures of really bomb looking vegan food. This is totally not even relevant to the podcast at all. But Gary, I, I appreciate your your dietary habits. Look, looks good. <laughs> you make me think I could actually go vegan. Damn. Uh, anyway, back to their music. So I really liked uh, track one. I feel like track one is a super strong opener for this thing. Like this, it's called spicy sabbatical spectrophilia. Love it. <laughs> it's a good one. It's good. Nonsensical, but I love it. Yeah, loving that technical blasty chugging introduction. Loving the shrieking vocals on the back end, uh, and they squeeze in a couple little hand claps at the end too. It's like really, really subtle, and at the end of the track, but they're in there. I like the fact that there's like a little bit of death metal injected sequences on this thing too. Track three, squirrely saboteurs. It's got a very like a tech death kind of sequence and like a massive, massive breakdown that gets like slower and slower that and slower. That breakdown is nasty. It classic. Very good. Yeah, classic retardando there for you. Mm-hmm. Albaccio is really good too. Again, just really grindy, almost death metal informed track. Super brutal chugging. Loving the riffs on that track. Track seven, super good too. We don't see much of your boy anymore. It kind of starts off more purely grindcore, and then becomes more black metal, pretty like melodic black metal. And then it's just a, a twenty-second track, and basically like one riff, but uh, gastrointestinal betrayal. <laughs> track eleven, <laughs> that one, that one hits too. <clears throat> True, truly just grindcore, but but I think we should give him track one though. I think that's kind of like just a, a perfect. <laughs> intro to the I, album and to the uh, the band i totally agree cool. i totally agree i know this is two uh bands in a row already that were doing track uh track one but yeah it's it's definitely an intro like if you like it fucking you're you'll like you'll like the rest for sure exactly yeah honestly i don't think you can go wrong if you like any of the genres that i prattled off at the beginning so we're gonna go ahead and play for you spicy sabbatical spectrophilia which is track one from carnier's new album <laughs> pain gel of purification And that came out on November 19th of 
Tell me you all fucking heard the hand clap. Tell me y'all heard that. Sorry, I was, was unmuted the whole song, but. Oh, I'm glad you weren't fucking dancing and yelling and shit. Yeah, that's fucking ridiculous, man. It's, uh, this album's just fast and fucking just filled with goodness. Otis very astutely called out in the chat. It sounds quite a bit like cephalic carnage and it's, and I quote, abject disgustingness. One hundred fucking percent, that, my guy. That is awesome. Yes, yes. Even kind of in the fucking satire. What, what a boy! The cephalic carnage does there. What a boy! Well done. Yeah, with yeah, well the, the self-aware kind of like the humor thing that they do. Yeah, fucking yeah, definitely. I would say that cephalic is definitely more like tech death leaning, but yeah, I'd, I'd say that they probably share a lot of the same influences, if anything. Or uh, yeah, good call. Word. Big dog in it. So, <laughs> next we're going to give you your release radar for the month of November. So, it was a bit light, obviously, because you're a. Let's be real, you're a big dum dum if you release anything in December. <laughs> Every band on this lineup is stupid. Just kidding. I love you all. All these, actually, all these albums are great too, and they they're, they're not more they're more like EPs. But um, just let's just get into it. We'll just get into it. So <laughs> let me just backtrack and uh, you know reverse. You did good there. You good. Thank you. Did you. Good reversing there. Yep. Who are you? You putting my my who's putting my last if last if him in the chat right now? What's happening? Oh shit. You're getting doxxed. This is crazy. <laughs> the Scrabble leaderboard. That is so funny, Jeff. You're hilarious. Um. Anyway, Who's so got yeah. got my left FM in there? That's <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, release radar. So yeah, the first album that came out in December that's definitely worth noting is uh, Kusudama by Kusudama, the new self-titled album from the Bolaris Jazzcore band. You know, kind of an unsung band. I think just maybe in obscurity because of where they are, but fucking really, really good music. If you like Live by Mistake, uh, Needle Play, anything that's really big on like the free jazz integration, uh, you mm -hmm. definitely need to be listening to Kusudama. They're super good. Faces Which No Mask Could Ever Conceal by Dead Soma, which we'll be talking about later on this episode. Yes, we will. Swedish Mathcore. Big up to my Swedes. Install Me Into the Cloud by The Fahrenheit Drill. Mathcore from Santa Cruz. My fucking boys. Michael Love. My dog. My guy. My special guy. Okay, goddammit. <laughs> Part and Parcel <laughs> 2 by C-Noto. Uh, fuck, where are they from? I think they're also Canadian. They've just been steadily putting out singles here and there. And, um... Yeah, I really... I'm, I'm sort of hungry for a larger piece of music. Them and... Them and Future Trash have both just been drip feeding music for so long, and they're kind of a couple artists that I've been watching who need to put. I just feel like they need to put out like a larger release. Watch Your Face by a Sophisticated Adult. This isn't really a mathcore band, but I just wanted to mention it because it's a fucking banger. They play really like breakdown heavy metalcore. It's actually more hardcore, if anything, but it's kind of unorthodox in that way. I don't know. Go check it out. It goes hard. And then uh, Humid by Humid. The debut EP, or the kind of debut, the, the new EP by the band of the same name, Michigan Mathcore. This is another band that's just been putting out EPs and singles like all year long. 
And I think it took this one to finally get my attention. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, Levi, but if you've been following the Mathcore tag on Bandcamp, you can see they've been putting out songs left and right. I checked it out before we uh, uh, got on here. Yes, I did notice that uh, pop up. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I've been really lukewarm on everything that they've done up until now, but this EP has finally caught my attention, so I imagine that we'll we'll be working it into the rotation at some point. And then a couple singles that dropped this month, or last month rather, Paramnesia by The 21st Agenda and Of a House Fire by Gouge Out. Lots of Canadian bands in this lineup. So that was your release radar for the month of December. So the next band we're going to talk about is Neon Hiss. So Neon Hiss are a cyber grind project from Toronto, Ontario. And they just released their new album, Shame, on December 14th via Heathen Hand Records, which was mastered um, by... Go ahead. I apologize. Uh, uh, Heathen Hands, and then um, I believe uh, Ben oh, there's yeah. seen that just announced CDs of them too, so that's pretty badass. Yeah, so I think that they're doing it with um, Big Money Cybergrind as well, if I'm not mistaken. I think Big Money Cybergrind might be doing the cassettes. I believe they're doing the cassettes, yeah. yes. So there you have it. <laughs> Heathen Hand on vinyl. Been there, seen that on CD. Big Money Cyber Grind on cassette. And uh, this was actually mastered by Jack Shirley at the Atomic Gardens uh, studio. So naturally, it's going to sound... Uh, well, actually, that's <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. So I would describe their sound as a mix of Cyber Grind and Mathcore with programmed drums, massive dissonant breakdowns, screeching vocals, and... Kind of a lo-fi aesthetic, which is why I sort of hesitate to say that it sounds massive. I understand what you're saying there. I didn't know how to fully describe that uh, in my notes, but lo-fi, I will agree with you. One interesting note just on the credits here, it's worth noting that the vocals are done by chop, 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 you know, times seven, that is. I, I, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, and I'm familiar with chop, with chop times seven stuff. and It's it's pretty good. You know, the I feel like the vocals definitely lend themselves to the style but at the same time i just feel like um if this material were like more professionally recorded it could really sound massive it's like all the ideas are there i just think the production might be working against what they're trying to achieve ultimately i understand what you're saying there uh it it got i mean i think this just uh, due to the production it gave me more of a myspacey vibe uh than i think it should um, just because, you know, I just something that's, that's kind of what I picked up on. Uh, I, I would say the, the production be, could be, uh, you know, tweaked uh, quite a bit, but, uh, it is pretty promising, you know, it's you very got, promising got, for sure. You got a release and you got three, and this is, it's kind of one of those, uh, this is one of those releases, you know, where you got uh, a label, one label doing cassettes, one label doing c- CDs, one label doing uh, vinyl. So you got, uh, it, it, obviously enough people believe in this band, uh, where, so hopefully, you know, the next thing they pump out will just be that much you know, 10, 20% better in the sound and everything like that. Totally. But overall, uh, I would, uh, I, I would pay good money to fucking, uh, see neon hiss live. Uh, I'm not sure if they do perform live. I didn't look up uh, any, if there was any footage or anything like that. Do you know if they play live? I don't think or, so. I think it's just more of a, okay. a studio okay. project, but maybe, maybe they That's do. Quite all right with me. That's quite all right with me. It's cyber grind baby. I mean, it's in the name pretty much, but you're telling me what it is. So it's all good. You don't got to play live. Yeah. I mean, once again, just to reiterate, all the ideas are there. I mean, it's not like I don't like the, the, the music or anything. It's just, I, I feel like sometimes the production might hold me back just a bit. It's definitely very MySpacey though, which I, I, I actually enjoy that. Obviously I'm a sentimental bastard and, uh, 
you know, I'm a sucker for the MySpace nostalgia, the kind of throwbacky sound, and there's definitely a lot of reference to uh, references to MySpace bands. Like track one is outside the Beehive, and then is immediately followed by <laughs> Easter 24/7, which seems to me to be uh, inside the Beehive and colloquial kiss references. So, uh, absolutely, and for naturally, naturally, the, uh, in the FFO, we'd be throwing a colloquial uh, kiss in there. So. Yeah, I have to agree with you there for sure, especially with the vocals. It's a fairly um, short album. It's actually more like an EP conceptually because it's just like every track is about 60 seconds and sort of vignette style, very few repeats. I know, agree. Usually two or three yep. ideas per song. Yep. It's just there, there's some really nice heavy parts on here that do like definitely stick with me. It's like some of the, the parts could have been pulled from like a Danza album. But it's it's like they put a Danza riff on like a We Came With Broken Teeth demo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is... That's, that's my elevator good. pitch for you. <laughs> that's good, bud. I, uh, anybody, in the, anybody in the chat disagree there? Or are we just going to do... Maybe we'll just give a... If nobody says no, we're, anything, we're doing, it'll be head nods. We're doing kiss gifts in the chat right yeah, now. That's, Gene Simmons wasn't in Clovical <laughs> Kiss. But it's okay. Or was he? Sorry. Do you got some tracks that you enjoyed? Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually quite a few tracks that I enjoyed. Easter 24-7, really liking the sliding chords on that song. Like, It's sort of hard to describe, but they're sort of like all over the track. Goner was a big highlight for me. Loving that nasty, dissonant, head-bobbing groove. Lurching was another highlight. I think that they actually kind of like managed to develop an idea in that song a bit more than on other tracks. Yep. The guest loving the left-right speaker play between the two guitars. The title track, I think the title track's actually the best track, though, because it has the elements of every, like, good song on the album. They, they give it more room for repeats, so I, I feel like you, you, like, remember it more. I don't know. Yeah, I enjoy Lurch and uh, Mormon, uh, Mormon Beautician uh, as well. Uh, those would be my two. But Lurch, I enjoyed the groove in it. For sure. Yep. I don't know. I feel like we should give him shame because there's a bit more to chew on there. Dude, sh- you you pick, baby. I'm, I'm with you on this one. I, I feel like, uh yeah. It, yeah. It, what, what track is that? That's track 10. It's the last track, the title track. Hey, we've been doing way too many track ones. Let's give him a fucking way at the end one. That's Love good. It. All right, so we're going to go ahead and give to you track 10, which is called Shame, the title track from Neon Hiss's new album that just dropped on December 14th via Heathen Hand Records, Been There, Seen That, and Big Money Cyber Grind, baby. You, you. Here we go.
All right, so that was Shame, which is track 10 from Neon Hiss's new album that just dropped on December 14th. Good choice. Good okay. choice there. That was a good track. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot more to that track than there was on other tracks on the album, which I kind of sort of failed to articulate effectively. But yeah, that, there's just, I feel like there's a lot more thought put into that one. The, just having more repeats allowed it to breathe a bit more, develop a bit more. And I feel like that's why, I, as, as an LP and a full album experience, it's sort of lacking in that respect. It's again, just it feels more like a series of vignettes with the exception of the title track. Which, uh, you know, it does make it Word. very digestible, at least. Word. Yep, yep. But it's Definitely. like 14 minutes, mm-hmm. so. Oh, it's, it's. I mean, yeah, it's a great blast. Through. And this kind of music should be kind of a, yeah. you know, nice little yeah. sit down, uh, listen and everything, you know? Ar- yeah, exactly. Arguably, a song uh, in a style like this should not last more than two minutes. So, you know, there's a lot to be yeah. said for uh, perhaps two different schools of thought here. Word. So the next band we're going to talk about is Dead Soma. Dead Soma are a mathcore trio from Stockholm, Sweden, and they just released their new EP, their debut EP, Faces Which No Mask Could Ever Hide, on December 3rd. And goddamn, is this a strong debut effort. Good lord. Oh, wow, wow, wee wow, right? Wow, wow, you know? wee wow, it's indeed. Like, yeah, dude, it's like fucking, uh, it's good, man. Uh, holy, uh, it's, um... Okay, where are we gonna where are we gonna start with this? Uh, we're I mean, right off the bat, it's just uh, it's so it's so reminiscing of Frontier sectioned and gave me that from Joy kind of glitchy side too. Uh, this, th- yeah, it's this is great. I I love this blend of the the glitchy kind of genty side, yet there's just this kind of blanketed uh, beauty uh, with. Um, I don't know, man. You're it's, right. Uh, I hear you're saying that they're they're doing the same thing with the electronic integration for sure. It's very very similar on the the From Joy and Frontier yeah. tip for sure. Yep. Yeah. Whammy injected uh, mathcore, progressive metal. There, there is this element of uh, a little bit more like I noticed more kind of like dancey two steppy parts with with uh, before the heavy breakdowns that I really wasn't getting with From Joy. Uh, and actually, you don't get that with From From uh, uh, Frontier at all. But um. Overall, I felt this was amazing, and once again, just another EP. Just uh, I got to got to fucking jam it, and holy fuck, there is there's no filler here. It is it's all just fucking. Beefy. Well, there is actually. That's that's my one well, complaint about the release is that they open I, it up with like, filler. The electronic introduction. Oh, see, I, I guess I was doing <clears> track more one like an intro. Yeah, I, see, I, intro, I, I if it was in, if, it, if that was in the middle or in the middle or something like that, mm-hmm. I view that as that. But I guess yeah, I got tricked with that. You know what I'm saying? That, like I, no, yeah, no, I, I feel totally like that understand. was a waste of real estate. Like it. It's like why uh, why are you gonna open me, up your Christian? <laughs> they fucking tricked. Sorry, we keep right interrupting away. each other here, but uh, no, yeah. they they tricked me, dude. This is fucked up. That you're right. They they did have a little bit of filler there, but it was a yeah. yeah. Ah, damn it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't care for that. I felt like that was a waste of real estate to add an electronic introduction to an EP like this. Was it doesn't really serve any purpose. It doesn't enhance the release for me, at least as a listener. And it just felt a bit uh, superfluous. But uh, that being said, the rest of the material is, is really quite strong. Like Vane was another artist that was coming to me. Uh, Youth forever. I'm not too familiar with that. I mean, ultimately, oh, it's yeah. it's just another kind of Meshuga Danza sort of inspired project, but really, you know, forward thinking and its use of electronics, I think, is is kind of ultimately where where it's going. You know, 
That's I where, totally agree. That's where this music, all of music is going. Yep. yep. Uh, you know, uh, I, I really enjoyed track, uh, uh, the, the track Loss. Loss was uh, just a fucking banger to me, or the the banger of bangers, but uh, really no other notes on that. Um, just This is a little more short and sweet for me. Uh, you know, it's, just, it's basically Frontier and From Joy in a new blend that I have not heard yet, so I really want to hear more from these guys. There, I mean, there's some very strong tracks on this thing, though, like track two, Belonging. Uh, again, loving those very yeah. brief electronic interjections that are like kind of like clean, and they're like sort of like peppered throughout the track. Yes, they're they're so brief, but they're just like so effective. You know, I, I really love those when they spring up, and just a lot of use of electronic manipulation, very heavy manipulation on the guitar parts for sure. Uh, track three, loss is pretty good too. Like, okay, the intro yeah, definitely kind of smacks of Frontier and like their influences, but this song just goes so fucking hard. Like, it has some of the most standout and discernible lyrics on the EP as well. Yep, not sure if you yep. picked up on that, but. Also living yeah, the yeah uh, yeah yeah uh, the uh, yeah loss um on uh, I love how it's almost like uh I guess I would describe it as like a la- layered style lyric uh a layered uh, a layered style vocals almost how Frontier does it you know where the vocalist is just so fast that it's like on he's on top of himself uh I really enjoy that that fast vocal styling um and I felt like loss really had that uh, represented that the most you know that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I hear I hear what you're saying. There's a lot of interesting vocal layering on that track in general. There's like the you can like see there's like a part that's like the parenthetical lyrics or like the compressed vocals that sort of like lead into the track. You know, there's mm-hmm. always got like that's like the backing vocals part, which is like in parentheses and like the main vocal part. So you can like you know <laughs> discern the various parts. Uh, I appreciated that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, loving loving the volume dynamics on that song too. It kind of gets like quieter a bit uh, on that bridge, and then they just like punish you with more massive breakdowns. That that song fucking goes hard. Loving the the catchy outro too. The China breakdown they close the track out with. <laughs> Gotta have your China breakdown. <laughs> so good. Is that little cherry on the top always, man? That's great for sure. Yeah, I you know I don't really have anything else to say about the other tracks. They kind of just felt no, more man. like a bit mushuggy or um, you know just kind of more of the same ideas that you see executed elsewhere on this EP. Much better, you know, like belonging and loss for me personally were the two tracks that like brought it Let's, brought it super we, hard. We we agreed on loss. Let's give them loss. Cool. So we're going to go ahead and play for you loss, which is track three from Dead Soma's new EP, their debut EP. Faces which no mask could ever hide, and that came out on December 3rd. Here we go. Time to dispossess! Non-just information! Freedom of the press! Inhumane foundation! Time to reassess! We're given non-just information! That's just a bit of Yeah, 
<laughs> fuck Dan, you fucking you kill me, dude. That is so funny. <laughs> like every day, I gotta suffer that shit. I'm new to the mathcore group. Thanks for adding me. Does anyone know bands that sound like Frontierers? <laughs> Oh, oh, just a very, very strong Mean Girls moment right there. And <laughs> R- nobody, R- no, and here's the here's the kick. Here's urge the to gatekeep rising. <laughs> yeah, nobody's ever trolling you. Everybody's genuinely joining that group and asking. It is a, it's a, that is a thing. Oh, and I gotta come in and be like, yo, dog. Like, listen, just simply Facebook search band X time. You know, with FFO Mathcore Index, Mathcore Index band FFO, and I guarantee. For anyone using Facebook, you will find a bunch of fucking results for any, almost any band like that has like a, a notable point of reference. Ridiculous, man. It's my guarantee to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then people will come in and they'll post anything that sounds exactly the opposite of Frontier. They'll come in with fucking Duck Duck Goose or something fucking. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> Like, yeah, have you heard of Heavy Heavy Low? They sound quite a bit like Car Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, but of course you can't really be mean about that because they're both considered mathcore bands. So it's like uh, the uh, the duality. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a yes, but no. Yes, but, but yes, no, but absolutely but, but no fucking situation. not. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> you're trying, so that's good. Yeah, you end up questioning yourself in the end. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, it is, it's math core, but it isn't, but it is, you know, it's like, fuck, man. Uh, okay, um, anyway, let's, let's get back to it. Wonderful. So that was Lost, which is track three from Faces, which no mask could ever hide, which is, <laughs> did so much new EP. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can continue with the podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god, you're fucking... fucking crying over <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely said I definitely said the no no thing for sure. <laughs> Uh, but sometimes I literally question whether or not I'm fucking neurodivergent. I'm not even kidding you. Yeah. So it's just like, of course, it would make fucking perfect sense, you know, naturally. <laughs> God. I need some, oh, my God. That's so good, dude. Well done. I, yeah, God, well done. <laughs> not, that's the first time ever. Oh, uh, my God. Okay. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> the next band we're going to talk about is Celebration Guns. Did you close out the track? Yeah, I did. Did oh, I? Sorry about that. Let's do. I, do I need? Let's just do it one more time just to make sure. I my mind. No, I did it. I did it. I know I did it. Okay, 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 cool. <laughs> Got that. Okay. Got that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So the next band we're going to talk about is Celebration Guns. Uh, (laughs) 
Holy shit. I'm so sorry. Yeah. We're, we've been uh, doing this for an hour and 15 minutes. We still got two more bands to talk about on our list. So. You okay. guys are fucked. All right. Oh, my God. So the next band we're going to talk about is Celebrate. Listen, I already just did that. I did it like three times. We just keep, just keep saying this is now what MathCast is. We just... <laughs> <laughs> like in Groundhog Day every segment. Amazing. So Celebration Guns are an emo math rock quartet from Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> I, I had to like, I had to just minimize Discord right now because you guys are just fucking killing me. I can't, I literally can't have Discord open right now. We're not going to be able to get through this. This is fucking, you guys are too funny for your own Guys, days. leave, guys, leave him alone. Leave him alone. God, he made me cry again. Okay. Uh, I want to, I want to say you guys are all on point. You guys are all fucking on point, but. Okay. Um. Holy fuck, dog. <clears throat> Can't believe we let we, you people in here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and they just released their new EP, The Visiting Years, on July 23rd. And uh, I would describe their sound as a pretty even blend of emo and math rock that could probably be described like as the Midwest sound, basically. You know, get out of my notes. Uh, it, it is the it is that kind of that reminiscent of the emo, you know, the Midwest emo sound. Uh, but um. This is so reminiscing. I my lyrics are pretty light on this uh, uh, release. Um, very light and sparkly, you know. Got the twinkles in there. Uh, great kind of group vocals going on. Once mm-hmm. again, awesome lyrics. Uh, yeah, loving the yeah, gang vocals a, on track too for sure. That in that big chorus, that yeah, fucking goes. A comp- just a great combination of nostalgia. You know, just mm-hmm. great energy. There's a lot of you know joy in there. It's awesome, man. Yeah, definitely. Really, really hitting those like notes of sentimental nostalgia that you get from American football. Marietta, in particular, the two biggest Marietta. vibes. Yeah. Yep. They also reminded me quite a bit of another emo math rock band from Arizona, A Blackbird in Route. And at the beginning of yep. Obnoxious, Loud, Undoubtedly Fulfilled. It sounds like it even has one of the members from a Blackbird and Route singing, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about get that. Get back to us, yeah. Blackbird, if you listen, get back to us. Because he's not. No one from the band A Blackbird and Route is credited on their EP, but it just uncannily sounds similar. And maybe it's just because they're from the same area and they have similar influences, or you know, there's a there's a connection there because they're posting about each other and they're from the same fucking area. So, yeah, get get back Good to me. Let me know. Good ear, good investigation there, bud. Well done. And this is, you know, I wasn't like, um, I wasn't like super crazy about this, but there, there are definitely some like really well-crafted moments on this EP, especially on track one. The vocal melodies are super fucking good. Like really, really nice uh, artificial harmonic work on the guitars. It, I mean, it sounds like, they sound like a huge band, basically. They sound like, like they could be giant with the sound. In the twinkle scene. I totally agree. <laughs> yep, I totally agree. I totally agree. Giant, uh, this... <laughs> Giants of Twinkle. A compilation. <laughs> I'm down with that, dude. Uh, do you have a, do you have a track that you enjoyed? Yeah, uh, track one was pretty good. As I think you mentioned track two, or that's the one with the big gang vocal yes. chant on it. 
I think yes. my, my favorite one is definitely Obnoxious Loud Undoubtedly Fulfilled because it's just got really, really strong lyrics with that titular line in there. Loving the primary tapping motif, bittersweet bridge. It's it's like just a kind of a, a wonderful picture of self-reflection to like a, a very self-aware moment where he's like, picture a boy with glasses too big at an awkward age 10, picked on by kids, misunderstood, but he holds it all in. Really definitely hit Damn. me with that moment like give me the give me the goosebumps uh yeah i like that track quite a bit too that's the track that has what i felt like was the guy from a blackbird and route singing but again perhaps i'm mistaken there and the, the closing track was pretty good too sounds kind of like a, a different version yeah. of never mint <laughs> yeah my my favorite track was uh the tools that uh that take from us for sure i thought that was pretty good for sure yeah, lyrically, that was the, that was the one that grabbed me. So, do you want to give him that one then? Absolutely. Cool. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you the tools that take from us, which is track one from Celebration Guns' new EP, "The Visiting Years," which came out on July twenty third. Here we go.
All right, so that was twinkle, 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 twinkle. little twinkle, awesome twinkle there shit, for you. Dude. Yeah, dude. So that was the tools that take from us, which is track one from Celebration Guns' new EP, "The Visiting Years," which came out on July twenty third. So the last band we're going to talk about is Pains. Pains are a grindcore trio from Rockford, Illinois, featuring. Nick Clemenson, who is the uh, the drummer of Frail Body. So basically, you know, it's going to rip. Uh, and they just dropped their that's, new that's EP. Shit. Yeah. Really, really good player. We'll get to that. Uh, so they just dropped their new EP, Gnashing Among the Carnage, on October 22nd. And wow, their sound is like this super potent blend of HM2 injected grind and hardcore and metalcore with immaculate drumming, D-beats, blasts, uh, as well as like massive feedback-laden breakdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's honestly... I, go ahead. Oh, nothing. I was just going to say the D-beat is, is heavy in this in such a good way. Definitely. I fucking... I, it's just, I, yeah, anyways, continue. I just like, I agree on the D-beat side there. Yeah, the D-beats are... Just the, the drumming in general is, is super strong in this release, and you know, I'll say that it's kind of hard to say anything truly meaningful about a four-track EP with material such as this. Um, but I, I will say this is some of the meanest crossover grind and hardcore that I have heard in ages. Like this is like the first time I heard nails or end, and I think that's a profound statement because those both those bands are very impactful for me personally. This gave me a heavy uh, cling to the trees of a forest fire as well. Uh, sure. Just to call out kind of another one um, there. But uh, yeah, just, oh, I, I honestly, once again, uh, just like Christian, my notes are pretty light on this uh, just because it is what it is. Ultimately, you know, it's fucking brutal. It's uh, it's short and sweet, but in a good way. It just uh, goes just so guilty chaos there. Yeah, man. It's just this is some of the hardest shit that I've heard in a second. Every every fucking track on this EP is solid as hell. Uh, Zephyr. That's 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 the that's my track right there. Is Zephyr's sure. fucking amazing. Yeah. That's the blasty one. That's like the more like technical chaotic track. I like Cadaver Dogs quite a bit too. Track two because it's got the biggest breakdown of the EP. Yes. So uh, my favorite track uh, uh, to my ears is Zephyr. Lyrically, I fucking love Cadaver Dogs. So just want to throw that out there. Of but course, the lyrics would be good for the Mosh inspiring song. You got to have good lyrics for the yeah, Mosher, yeah. right? Yeah. Good. Yeah, just that that breakdown, man, is just absolutely disgusting. It's the the biggest mosh moment of the EP for sure on track two there. But I feel like track one is the the podcast song though. Yep, I agree. Cool. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you Zephyr, which is track one from Payne's new EP, Gnashing Among the Carnage, which came out on October twenty second. Here we go. <laughs>
All right, so that was Zephyr, which is track one from Payne's new EP, Gnashing Among the Carnage, which came out on October 22nd. So next, we are going to give you our best of 2021. So before we jump into like our regular lists, I've kind of got like a quick selection of off-the-wall releases I'd like to sort of just rattle off very quickly. Um, they're sort of non-adjacent to what we normally discuss, with the exception of, of course, Come by Void Dweller. I had to just shout that out very quickly Word. because yep. it's such a good hip-hop EP or LP, if you want, whatever you want to qualify it as. It's a great hip-hop release, but it's also just, at the same time, it's cyber grind, and um, yeah, just some of the most genre-defying shit out there, and I don't think anyone should be sleeping on Void Dweller, so I wanted to shout that out. A couple more obvious things. Tyler, the creator, Call Me If You Get Lost, just based upon listens alone, that was my most listened to album of the year, so I gotta shout it out. Lingua, Lingua Ignota, Sinner Get Ready. Not really so much off the wall, just because we all know who Lingua Ignota is probably at this point due to the uh, you know, the, the PR storm that's kind of surrounding um, not not them, but uh, you, you know, canceled artist, redacted, <laughs> if you will. But either way, Sinner Get Ready, incredible work of art. Really, really loving that album. Uh, another hip hop album I wanted to shout out: Brockhampton, Roadrunner, New Light, New Machine. I jam that quite a bit. And then uh, I'm Just Fucking Goofing Y'all by Young Skirt, which is, I know, <laughs> it sounds unlikely that I would shout out anyone with the moniker of Young Skirt in general, but Young Skirt is the drummer of Annihilator, which is a mathcore band from Atlanta back in the day, and he's just, you're going you're gonna to be hearing more about Young Skirt in the future. Like He's doing Absolutely. really good shit. Absolutely. Just an incredibly talented drummer. Rapper, singer, producer, very, very well-rounded musician overall. He's gonna get famous. So with that, uh, I've got a couple EPs <laughs> uh, that I'd like to just rattle off very quickly. My top five EPs: Wheelsy Axe, I don't feel anything. Weston Super Mame, 180 Degree Murder. Knocked Loose, a tear in the fabric of life. From Joy, it lingers, uh, and From Joy only here. Actually, my, my EP of the year was From Joy, It Lingers. Really, really just loving their integration of electronic music and it, just the, the fact that it's done so seamlessly. And I really wrestled with whether or not to make Knocked Loose <laughs> my number one, honestly, because I feel like that was just due to the music video, the visual element, that they aesthetic that they curated for the release. It was really quite a strong EP and uh, by far their most chaotic material yet, too. So with that, uh, let's jump into our top 10 LPs. Levi, you want to kick it off with uh, your, your number 10? Yeah. Uh, gonna. Uh, are we gonna? Are we going uh, all the way down, or are we gonna go t back to back? Let's back go back to back. Yeah. Let's, Ooh, let's, I like let's that. Back to, yeah, back oh, and forth. I like. I, I, I don't think we've ever done it like this, and I like it. I like right? it. Right? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, so this might be kind of not on a lot of uh, y'all's radar out there uh, in the mathcore world, uh, but it is a good reminder uh, that they got that mathcore side. Uh, Demersal, uh, Death oh. Routines. Um, uh, and, and what a fucking good band. 
and also just a little precursor uh, for everybody out there. Um, I, I'm pretty sure every year we've done this. Christian does do the EPs and everything, but I'm pretty sure I've always just had a top 10 uh, yeah. of the albums and I've kind Mixed. of thrown in one or two EPs in there. So if that's what, I, if you hear an EP, that's basically what, what's going on here. Uh, but Demersal, De uh, I got to say just amazing black and screamo uh, kind of em uh, emo violence going on from Copenhagen. Uh, this album specifically really focuses um, uh, lyrically just a really heavy hitting uh, idea just of everybody's just terrible daily routines that inevitably be inevitably just consume us and destroy us um and just you know us just being self self-destructive to ourselves and uh just lyrically it's just written really well where it just uh you really think about uh what the fuck you do in your day so uh well done because not only did it uh hit me hard just uh just how heavy they, these guys are uh this one really just made me think for a little bit so well done to Mercil. totally you know i know they're like very crossover so to speak but as they are yeah. you as one of the curators of screamo index of course me to a far lesser extent and david to a, a larger extent i'm glad to hear you shout them out because it's a it's a good release and if you like <clears throat> black and screamo with metalcore appeal yeah you definitely should be listening see, to Demersal. Just, they're fucking so good right we're gonna describe it as chaotic right yeah we, we'll go like that yeah so Copenhagen just putting forth some of the best bands in underground music in the past like five or six years for sure. Ah, Dim and Hexus and Telos and uh, Eyes, all really good bands. Oh, Eyes! Wow, yeah, didn't, yeah. Also, Eyes. Right. Yeah, good release from last year. So yeah. uh, my number ten. Uh, <laughs> this is almost a guilt mention because just looking at my overall play count, it almost didn't make sense to put it in my top ten. But just I, I understand how good the album is and it's um it's you know they, they just can't put out a bad album what can you say about them every time i die radical i, I was I, expecting this i can't leave it off my list like <laughs> i i really wrestled with whether or not to to put it in my top 10 but i think ultimately just in terms of my my overall enjoyment i was so big on the singles when they dropped especially and I think when Radical first dropped, I kind of gave it a lot of plays, and I just got distracted by other things. So it maybe didn't get the uh, the same kind of like play count that I would usually kind of take into consideration. But yeah, fucking really, really good album. So what uh, what's what's your number nine? Number nine. Uh, so this is gonna be the I'm pretty sure the only EP going on here. Uh, I did have to throw in uh, from Joy. It lingers. Fuck yeah. Um, I I gotta say once again, this is. Other than Vane, this is uh, the only, uh, and, and also uh, uh, Dead Soma we just uh, uh, went over. But this band truly does uh, a tech industrial sound uh, with just, once again, that sprinkled in beauty of the electronics uh, so well. And then they uh, then came out with another three-track uh, EP this year, correct? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, I, I just feel these guys... I, and, you know that's I wish they all could have been together, but it's all good. Um, I I still this this one specifically stuck out so much where I did have to put it on my list, uh, and it was pretty easy just looking at how many times I'd listened to it. So yeah, for sure, yeah, definitely it lingers my EP of the year for sure, and one of the most prolific bands in the scene. Spoiler alert: I named them best new band and most innovative in our uh, our Matthew Awards with uh, Castanets Creation. Love so. it. Yeah, what's so, your number nine? My number nine was Fall 50 Feet, Twisted World Perspective. Ooh, nice, nice. Yeah, they just... 
they really just came through with such an incredible achievement. This album is so quality. Every track is is so well executed. The, the level of musicianship in, in terms of like the drumming and guitaring and bass work, and then especially vocally. Vocally, they just David Wallace and James Becca are a really really good songwriting team, and the way that they do so much interplay back and forth between the two various parts like James will be doing that the singing part while David will be doing <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> doing the screaming and it just creates such a, a wonderful interplay between the two of them it's just such a wonderful balance for this like post-hardcore um, influenced ma- or mathcore influenced post-hardcore that's kind of how I would describe their sound ultimately well said totally agree that yep they're, it's amazing man What's your number eight? Ooh, number eight. Uh, gonna get this out of the way. Uh, Frontier Oxidized. Fuck yeah. Um, that's uh, that was a that's a no-brainer naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I really uh, this is kind of I'm gonna have uh, this is my Black Dahlia murder defense. Um, it, or <laughs> my Cannibal Corpse defense, where it's just it's just another fucking great uh, Frontier album. Uh, you know exactly what you're signing up for. Uh, I feel this. Uh, this band does does it well. They they cr- almost created and curated their own sound and get compared uh, by other bands. You know, uh, that's it, man. It's just uh, why why not? You know, it's frontier. <laughs> Super good. My number eight was Pac Man the movie. Uh, Pac Man the movie two. Eat lives. This is another one I was expecting to be on your list. It's just infectious. I mean, I, I helped release this and Fall Fifty Feet. Full disclosure, but. I, I, re- I helped release these albums for a reason. I like. I just really, really love what they're doing. They're such talented players, and there's just something that's so like fun and inviting about what they're doing that just really like brings me in. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do next. An incredible, incredible band. Um, full disclosure: it's not because uh, of why you, uh, I knew they were on your list because they. Uh, it's just because they rip. I just knew they're. That's why. I, it wasn't because you released them. Literally, that's the, the last two times I said that. It was because I know that they were going to be on the list. It's like, yeah, I, I could put money on that for sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't leave them off. Yep. Yep. Sorry. I mean, the, the the play count was there. My enjoyment was definitely there. Like I listened to this album so many fucking times. Yep. So, what's your number seven? Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not, you know, uh, once again, I'm not, sh- I'm pretty sure this isn't gonna be on your list, bud. Um, but, uh, Plebeian Grandstand. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, that Rain Ne uh, Suffit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I probably butchered that. Uh, but close. this band is, is fucking com- always unpredictable. <clears throat> they just, they blend noise, what I would describe as like blown out jazz kind of elements. They have that electronica feel, you know, and just all that nasty death metal. Oh. Sorry about that. One second. Sorry about that. I don't know why my phone's ringing. Everything's all of a sudden ringing. All Everything's good. on silent too. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's basically all I had to say about uh, Plebeian Grandstand. Uh, this one really grabbed me out of nowhere. Uh, I listened to it more than I thought. Uh, and I just love how how chaotic it was, and it just kept my interest uh, all all the way. They're insane. They're like one of the most yeah. They, they really remind me of uh, Caronier that we were talking about earlier, and the way they just have those like hyper blasted black metal sequences, and then we'll just like go in a completely different direction from that. They they're a really transcendental artist, I'd say. They really are, are kind of um, they, they sort of are 
transcending black metal itself and what they do. I totally agree, man. Like, overall, one of the most compelling artists in, like, extreme music, I'd say. But, and just once again, I, I was, uh, when this release came out, I didn't, I, it, it came out of uh, left field for me, and, uh, yeah, uh, I'm still, uh, I feel like this, this one I jammed a little too much while I should have been paying attention to other, uh, albums on, the, this, uh, this, this, uh, episode. So. Pretty sure that rien n'est means, uh, nothing is enough, if I'm not mistaken. My French is pretty rusty, but. I didn't do that research. Good album title, though. A little ignorant, right? Yep. So my number seven was, number seven. um, Yeah. My number seven was Pupil Slicer Mirrors. Mm-hmm. Been waiting a long time for this one. I've known Kate since 2018. Been in touch with them forever, and it's just good to see them come out with a really, really solid album. I think in my initial assessment, I felt like there was some stuff that was not as uh, interesting to me on the back end of the album, but in uh, subsequent listens, it's it's fucking it's good. Like it's it's fucking quality, and overall. One of my most listened to and uh, most enjoyed albums of the year. So, Pupil we'll... Slicer, man, uh, that's that's uh, that was a no-brainer for sure. Um, once again, Rob, I, I figured it was on your list because uh, it's a ripper. So. Pupil Slapper says Dan Wolfson. <laughs> Dan is on fire tonight. Dan, can I say that? I'm gonna say that. Dan, you're on. You're good. You got good it tonight. On, on some uh, more than likely to be edited parts of this podcast you had me in oh, absolute stitches yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys ever want to be fun ha- ha- be part of the fun of all the edited shit you can join the patreon become a member of our patreon it only right, takes a buck there bud yeah. Yeah. that's all you need just, just one dollar one one measly dollar a month so um let's see here what was uh what was your my num- number six yeah your number six it's you um i'm gonna say uh number six uh under the pier um, and exercise in discontent. Fuck yeah, dog. Uh, this is another one. It's a. Uh, it's kind of a duh. Uh, a one for for my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this group uh, takes exactly what I felt when I first heard Calculating Infinity um, back in the day. Uh, I feel like Under the Pier just do a very very well structured mathcore slash metalcore kind of vibe going on uh just the breakdowns the lyrics uh in uh, the lyrics got a lot better yes from puff pieces i want to say right off the bat uh i want to say even the vocal structure got better so just kudos on that um drumming top notch uh uh production <laughs> amazing uh, it was going to be on that, the list that Valiani production there yeah, where I was gonna place it on uh, on the list was basically the hardest thing. So, uh, well done, boys. Uh, this this was uh, this this was this was an amazing release. Uh, well worth the wait. Uh, yeah, game on. I love my under the pier boys. Yep, they are solid boys. Yep. <laughs> uh, what's your six? My number six was Death Goals, the horrible and the miserable. Fuck! I should. Fuck! God. I had a feeling that you forgot about that release. I don't know why I had a premonition that you that you had left it off, but. Yeah, this one is okay, not. I'm, I'm clinging. I'm clinging on to like your your number six too. Okay, I'm like I'm like I'm like cliffhanger. I'm hanging on to your number six too. Okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, they're they are so good. This album, they this is another band that has been around for a second that I kind of just had been sleeping on and ignoring and just or maybe not really like fully enjoying what they were dropping and they really got my attention with this LP. This is this is super super good, and I wouldn't really qualify it as mathcore per se. It's more of like a chaotic hardcore kind of vibe, but 
Yep. Yeah, I, I, their, their, their music is informed by everything that I love. So it, it ended up being one of my most spun and most enjoyed releases of the year, for sure. I totally agree, man. What was your number five? Number five, uh, Fall 50 Feet, uh, Twisted World Perspective. Fuck yeah. Um, gonna basically kind of take uh, take it from you, just uh, the lyrics top-notch. Uh, music videos? Singing going on, music videos. Uh, lyrically, th- uh, this band really... Uh, uh, it, lyrics are incredible. On, yeah, uh, they, they, they spent their time on this album, and you can totally tell. It shows. Uh, yeah. I... It's so catchy. It's 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 nostalgic. It's new. Uh, yeah. Uh, and once again, it they was almost huge. just no brainer. It was just where it was going to be on the list. So yeah, uh, yeah man. Uh, what's your uh, number five? My number five was "See You, Space Cowboy: The Romance of Affliction." Yeah, I, that was that was that that was like my number twelve probably. This is like totally. This is like for me. I'm a big fan of of Connie and and Ethan and just generally what they've been doing and I, I although I felt like the correlation between entrance and exit wounds was a bit too much on the pop yeah, slash accessible side I felt like this was like a redemption album for me personally I felt like they wrote the album they wrote perfect they wrote tracks that would like draw someone like me as an older listener back in and then they just more successfully executed all the melodic elements that I, I felt like were, were lacking previously or just sort of too jarringly executed or just not done fluidly enough like the composition of these tracks is, is just so much better there's so many yeah. good highlights on the fucking release and I, I just listened to it a, a load of times so what's your number four number four uh, Fond Limbs Darwin Falls that was probably uh, my number 11 so just I'm gonna keep it short and sweet here it's it's due to I mean a uh, uh, all the Fond Limbs albums are amazing, and just they uh, they keep one-upping themselves in the technicality. But uh, this one is because of the the spoken word uh, going on in between all the tracks. It just it is so well done, so new, so gripping. Um, it adds so much to it. It is its own almost like subgenre going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I they created a genre, right? I want more of it and only from them as weird as that sounds right now just want I want more of this but uh it just as as it is it's just um it just takes you on a ride where it's like why the fuck would you skip around on this album like what are you doing like, listen to the story you know, yeah yeah so anyways, it's tech metal it. poetry just, slam stupid oh wow mm. <laughs> you can I take your, that because you said it during mine, didn't do that. Okay, that's Take my that's my fadeaway. That. Yeah, my, you definitely that's need my to quote. Know. Cool. <laughs> uh, no, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's it, man. Uh, short and sweet. It's just fucking duh. It's uh, another spoken word uh, uh, album from them. Fucking, it's amazing. So good. Actually, I think I said earlier that I named "From Joy" mistakenly as my most innovative. I actually named "Font Limbs" as my most innovative because truly, nobody nice. is doing anything like "Font Limbs" at least in this particular release. This is a very unique animal. If you like spoken word, if you like Western novels, if you like grindcore, if you like death metal, if you like mathcore, there's something for fucking everybody here. It's so good. Yep. So go yep. fuck with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your uh, number number four? Now that we're done, just absolutely jizzing all over Fond Limbs. Uh, Under the Pier, <laughs> an exercise in discontent is my number four. You. Once again, full disclosure, help put this one out, but fuck me. 
they just next level in every possible way. As Levi was already, Levi said it pretty pretty well earlier, but yeah, just next level their vocal approach in particular, I think is one of the, the most notable, noticeable things about this release is that the, the lyrics are better, the vocal delivery is more discernible, there's more like anthemic parts more b- bigger breakdowns a lot more a lot more a lot more breakdowns dude um just a distinct distinct parts that yes. is like under the pier you know they didn't get uh washed under the rug with all the other releases this year um i do really feel that it stood out and uh it's just well structured re- well structured and almost um textbook in, a, in its own kind of way of uh you know they followed certain equations but um they, they personify what math core is basically Yep, agreed, agreed. Like, there's there's pretty much no band that is, like, doing it, like, what what Mathcore is, technically speaking, is they, like, do it, like, the best. Like, they're one of the best, for sure. And yeah, every every member really bringing it on this album, the, the songwriting is so much more fleshed out. Like, does the, the compositions just feel, like, more complete? There, there are points that I feel like maybe the production isn't, like necessarily playing so well to what they're doing. I feel like the drums feel a bit a bit clicky at times, but uh, that's not a, a statement against David's playing, by the way. I feel like his playing on this album is actually really quite good, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it, does, it sounds massive, though, overall, so you can't really complain about it. Uh, what was your number three? Number three, uh, Pupil Slicer Mirrors. Oh, wow, really high up um, on your list. Nice. Yeah, uh... Just a goddamn good listen. Super chaotic. Uh, once again, um, I feel like it just, they did so many unique uh, unique tracks and just their writing style that uh, it just it didn't get washed under. And once I, and this is another one where um, I just went back to like my listens this year and Pupil Slicer was fucking up there. <laughs> so uh, that's where I, and I, so it was ultimately Pupil Slicer is another one where it was going to go on the list. It was just kind of where. So, Same. Uh, that's, yeah. So, so I know it's kind of not much to say for number three, but it's just my fucking listens, man. It, I jammed the fuck out of this album this year. So. Listens don't lie. Yep. I mean, yeah, usually that means, unless it's a grindcore album, I think usually that's sort of an indication of uh, your, I mean, of course your, your enjoyment can wane later on with the subsequent listens too, I suppose, but yeah, I think that normally that suggests an upward trend in enjoyment. So, and I, I'm mentioning I'm mentioning our I'm mentioning my listens, our listens, and everything. But I, I'm definitely not like going on my Spotify list and just being like do 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 yeah, do. You know, neither did I'm I. Definitely, I'm definitely shoehorning some fucking shit in there, and like naturally not everything on my fucking Spotify list or any of my or like, I mean I know you have Last FM, but I mean yeah. we listen to other fucking shit too, right? So yeah, full yeah, disclosure. To throw that in there. Radical was definitely like more like 15 or 20 on my list, but I just enjoyed it like that much, you know. Word. Of course, a yep. bunch of things in my top 25 were like non-math core as well. So I tried to just include those in the list yeah, at the beginning there with that off-the-wall recommendation thing. Yeah. Um. So uh, what's your number three? My number three was Kaunashi. Dear Lemon House, you ruined me senior year. <sighs> what, yeah. what an emotionally yeah. charged release. It's just, it's their best work yet. Say what you will about the, the vocal delivery or the lack of technique or whatever you want to call it, but it's... The lyrics are so real, man. It's just such a a vivid a vivid experience and a, a very very strong album, lyrically Great, especially. Dude, um, lyrically, um, music videos have been fucking amazing from them on this one. Uh, I so uh, 
fuck this fuck once again man shit I should have this one should have been on the list to make me kind of jealous that you got this one on the list I didn't I don't have this one on my list but well done this, I have this, this one on vinyl on I listen to it like, a Kaunashi, fuckload of times yeah. and there's just certain parts of tracks that it just really really caught me that really started just drawing me in and more and more and in particular it was um track three and then the uh, the closing track both of those just are really really powerful awesome so, yeah what was your number two <clears throat> uh so just mentioning listens and everything these last two are literally from like my spotify list because uh, I do pretty much listen to all my most of my music on Spotify. I support bands on Bandcamp, but uh, just that's just my I just find the Spotify app easy on my fucking hands and brain. Uh, going on that, uh, I want to say that number my number two is uh, Possession 1981, uh, Dog Will Feast. Uh, Faster on I Fire? No, not Dog Will Feast. Faster on Fire. Sorry about that, man. Um, I, uh, so. Uh, let me let me let me start that let me do that over again okay uh my number two is possession 1981 uh faster on fire uh starting off i heard numerous singles uh from uh possession 1981 uh i you know naturally full disclosure uh i released this this uh release but dog will feast was the one that gripped me right away. Uh, I can't believe that they have guest vocals from uh, of Pete from Remembering Never. Uh, that alone, just I knew that these guys were going to uh, kind of give us something uh, uh, extra beefy, I guess, uh, and and uh, with some girth there and uh, extra anger and fucking just lyrically. I feel that Victor does an amazing. He's job. an incredible lyricist, incredible vocalist too. He does like all the songwriting for this too, if I'm not mistaken. He doesn't. He does a lot, but man, uh, the 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 bassist. Uh, I know he has his hand in it. Um, I feel uh, the drummer as well. These guys uh, uh, definitely have a vision. Uh, they picked up a new guitarist as well. Uh, mm-hmm. As well, glad uh, to see they, that. They yeah, they did it. They they did a great job filling in the spot. Um, I feel. I see. I see. They have a, a tour set up here. You know, soon. So that's amazing. With funeral but, singer. But ba- yep. Back back to. Uh, Back to the band, though. I just want to say that this is so high on my list, not only lyrically, but because of how unique uh, Possession 1981 is. I feel like this band only does what they do. Um, it is a blend of screamo, uh, some mathy kind of chaotic parts, but really this this blend of like black metal and then black and hardcore. I, I guess it's black and hardcore. But yeah, it's black and hardcore, does, black and metalcore. But strongly on the black end, where it's uh, Victor's vocals, he has these scathy black metal vocals that really add this horror vibe uh, to it. And naturally, if you all know, uh, this not only is this band, uh, they formed uh, during or in the start of COVID. Uh, they did an album donor, and then they pumped out a million fucking music videos. The music videos uh, are so they, great, by the way. Victor directs them all, they, and they're just they're so good. All like cheap horror yeah, and, flicks, basically. <laughs> and then they and then they then they they made this this album, wrote the album, and then they did music videos for this one. So I just want to say hats off to uh, to Possession Nineteen Eighty One. I just feel they're very hardworking, and uh, just keep it up. So fucking yeah, man, good uh, call. I, I gushed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, what's your number two, man. I, well, just oh, quickly sorry. want to just slide in there and say that get faster on fire the title track from that legitimately gives me goosebumps like every time the lyrics are just so powerful and, uh, and i'm vivid. just gonna agree with you 
because I don't want to keep talking here, but <laughs> that that's that's my fucking shit right there. Fast Round Fire is is my most played track pretty much uh, super, on super Spotify. Whew, yes. So my number right. two was number two. Yeah. Yeah. The Armed Ultra Pop. <sighs> that was like my number eleven. Well done, though. Uh, I knew it was going to be kind of high up on the list there. I was waiting for it. This is an artist that's transcended their root genre of mathcore to just maximalist electronic synth injected metalcore it it's so hard to articulate what is it what it is that they're doing and of course as i've said in part i feel like their their sound is sort of informed by Genghis tron in a way but they've they've transcended that even it's there's so much to say but really one of the most innovative artists in our scene and incredibly well curated visual aesthetic with all their music videos and that that goes not just for this album cycle but every previous album before this basically just with the whole idea of of challenging authorship is definitely a compelling idea to explore it's very uh it's very engaging um Mm -hmm. very unique you know uh very mysterious i like i like i like the mystery and i feel like that that alone just uh, an extra 10 percent of just my attention towards them just because of um just paying attention to see what they're and how how i mean how they released this this how they released ultra pop was um it was new to me (laughs) just imagine (laughs) imagine death heaven combined with genghis tron and Dillinger escape plan maybe just a little bit in there somewhere. I don't know. It's it's really fucking hard to describe what they do, but I'm like physically tired just thinking about listening to the album right now. It's like so good. Yeah. Like ultra pop. Refract. That's what the uh, that's what the kids say. Anyway, Levi, you want to give us your your number one? Um yeah, bump it bump. Uh number one. Uh uh water noose. All pain, no feeling. This is like another uh, screamo, more screamo one um, I have on my list here. But uh, I jammed the fuck out of this album this year. Holy shit! Uh, I believe I discovered it. Uh, God, I didn't write it down. I'm pretty sure it was May that uh, re- when they released this. But uh, just it's amazing LA-based screamo with uh, just those callbacks of early daughters, blood brothers. Uh, it's it's amazing man uh every track uh has its own little touch there are one or two kind of i I guess you would describe them as uh filler tracks but uh it it's it's definitely worth um anytime you listen to this album to listen to the full thing they fucking rip. Uh, they're so good it's a ripper yes uh so uh with that man i just i i just gotta say just fuck yeah water news and just stoked for more so that's it did they uh, sound uh, like a, a 3-1-G band? I know I've said that like several times absolutely. before, but it really, really yep. channeling that kind of San Diego sound, even though I know they're from yeah, Los Angeles. Uh, yep, Electric Human Project, all that kind of shit. They could be yeah, any kind of San Diego-based uh, kind of shit, but, what, you know, yeah, uh, they're LA-based. But uh, And I know, I, w- I also, I want to say just local scene-wise, I would describe Water Noose as um, a bit of a super group. Um, they right. all 
destroy in other bands. Uh, drummer specifically, Joey, is literally in like 500 million bands. I believe that's the correct number is 500 million bands. So Joey, correct me if, you're, uh, if I'm wrong out, you know, on that one. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, vocalist uh, is in uh, Clorox Dream, the vocalist of Clorox Dream. Uh, it, it just, yeah, everybody's got their hands in something else, man. So it's great. Um, what's your number one? I'm, you know, I was, I'm kind of shocked that your number one wasn't dream well, modern, grotesque. I did not. I thought that was going to make your list. You know what? Um, I will be guilty and say I did not give dream well enough of my time this year. That album is so far up your street, dude. That's like one of the best. That's like the best Screamo album of the year, basically. You know, yeah, man. Um, it's So this is, you know, the Mathcore one, you know. So, it, you know, if we're focusing more a Screamo, uh, Dreamwell definitely would have been on the list. Here. Same. But, you know. They would have made my top ten had this been more of an eclectic list, honestly. Yeah. 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 So, and remember, everybody, it's only ten. Can't. Can't, can't fit them all. I'm like yeah. thinking that I, I'm going to have to make a top 20 for the article now just so I can get them in there because I feel bad because I love their album so much. I listen to it so many times, but it's just like, it's not a mathcore album. It's not even like really, it's adjacent. And I kind of like, I don't know, Death Goals was kind of another one that I sort of slid in there that was a bit almost yeah. like, you know, this isn't really truly. It's not well, mathcore. I feel. I feel I feel like you and me just named more predominantly Screamo for our number one. So I guess we're guilty of that this year. So that's us. <laughs> Well, uh, my number one actually is Frontier Oxidized. Yeah, Frontier, I mean, what can you say? Like, they, this, this album is just so goddamn extreme and fucking noisy. Like, they, they're, they're probably going to be regarded as the Dillinger escape plan of our time is, is sort of the way that I'm I'm seeing it at this point. I would say arguably the Armed is, is kind of in that same caliber, but this is more true to the spirit of what the mathcore genre is and was, and I feel like where it's going. I feel like they, they're successfully carrying on with this integration of electronic music that's sort of an inevitability uh, an artistic inevitability as I see it basically and I feel like they're, they're among the most successful at doing so them and Methwitch in particular and from, and from well Joy said. well said man yeah so so those are our our favorite albums of 2021 so before we wrap this up I just want to thank you so much all for listening really appreciate your support thank you for making 2021 a fabulous year uh looking forward to a great 2022 we've got uh we've got a fest in the works people it's coming we're gonna we're gonna be talking about it soon it's gonna happen we're gonna we're gonna do it if it doesn't get canceled if it doesn't get canceled i miss make i was just making eye contact i wasn't saying nothing i was just looking at you i'm just, I'm just saying. you were giving me the side eye i wasn't saying anything i just it's probably gonna get canceled. I come on, shh, 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 shh. But it's all because we myself. can't have nice things, everybody. Right? We can't wear have a, nice things. Wear a fucking mask and get goddamn vaccinated. Get your fucking ding, ding, darn, ding. Fucking get the jab. Just get the jab. You're gonna feel a little sick, but don't worry, you'll be okay. You won't die. <laughs> At least. Definitely won't die. But well, but Christian, I'm immune to COVID. My grandma got it. <laughs> 
And then she died, but <laughs> it wasn't because of COVID. <laughs> Nobody sounds like that that listens to us. No, dude, that's the way people in Humboldt County sound. They, like, do mental gymnastics to try to tell you why they and their fucking literally have family members dying of it. And they're like, nope, not doing it. It's the Christian government. Came, Christian, I just came from North Dakota. Don't talk to me about mental gymnastics. On has anyone sent you vaccine? Has anyone sent you raging, <laughs> raging against the machine killing in the name of in the same sentence as pertaining to like getting a vaccine shot? It's like, oh my god, I really, I really hate seeing that getting co-opted. No, no, thank God, no. <laughs> okay. Anyway. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, love you. So, yeah, Thanks for uh, supporting us and shit. Before so. we wrap this up. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much, guys. Really do love you. Uh, if, if you love this podcast, if you love us, let us know. Leave us five stars. Leave us a review. Uh, definitely follow us on Spotify. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, you can send us an email to mathcoreindex at gmail.com. And once again, bands in this episode were decided by entirely, actually, by our Patreon supporters this time around. So go check that out if you want to get some cool benefits. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 72nd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.